Hello and welcome to week three of Rabbeinu Yonah's four kitot and a discussion of those people who the Gemara in Sota tells us will not be Zoha, will not merit greeting the divine presence. So last time we spoke about Rabbeinu Yonah's view of what's called Leitzim or Leitzanim. I wanted to round out that discussion with some discussion, I think it was a couple of weeks, of how others see Leitzim. Rabbeinu Yonah had his view that we saw last time about uh, denigrating things in life, and that goes in more directions in later literature than Rabbeinu Yonah dealt with. Earlier literature and later literature, I should say. So, for example, I'm just pulling out the Encyclopedia, which has a long entry on Leit Tanut, and it's a very rich discussion. I'm not at all covering all of what they have. But one of the pieces that I thought was interesting was they say, and this fits with Rabbeinu Yonah, this part of it, Somebody who criticizes others or denigrates others without any profit, he does it or she does it out of a, a soul deficiency, just like looking down at people. Meaning, it's not it's not good to denigrate people when you benefit from it, but it's at least understandable. But here, we're just looking down at people for the sake of looking down on people. That's a griu tale. That is a deficiency in one's character. Well, the Chalalei it says the Encyclopedia of the Yiddish included in that is you don't even have to necessarily say anything about the other person. You have to, you just mock them maybe, or you mock them because, but you don't speak about what's bad about them, but you look down on them, you just think ill of them uh, because you have something against them in your heart. For example, they say, that you look down on them because they're not as wealthy as you, or they're not as uh, as as, well, as advanced in character as you, right? Um, or they don't have as much honor in the world. They're not as respected out there, or they don't have as much power as you, right? So in all of those situations, what the person is doing, and this is something that comes up in other contexts as well, you've got the phrases, that somebody finds their way to feeling good about themselves, their way of feeling honored about themselves by stepping on somebody else. So that's one option. Now, that option, I think it's very important to think about um, the idea that the fact that somebody, so the truth is I said character. Character might be one kind of exception because it could be that if I say that person is exactly the same as me, they started out the same as me, went to the same institutions, and they just never bothered working on their character, there may be something there that puts them more in the category that we'll see later in our discussion of being somebody who's not doing the right thing on purpose. But to think that person's not as smart as the, as I am, or that person now, his character, but let's imagine that they unfortunately had an upbringing that, that gave them, you know, psychological problems. Those are not the kinds of things we're looking down on people for. When we look down on them for that, I think the idea that makes it late sanut is that it means we're not taking life and the value of life seriously enough. And we're just looking down on people for things that are beyond them or might be beyond them. It's not our place. And we don't know how this works out in life. So that's one piece of the issue of being a late sign as well. And also, he's, the Encyclopedia 17 quotes that there are others who hold that, let's imagine, this is apparently was common, that you give somebody some money to embarrass themselves. Right? So we're going to get to it in the Rambam in, in a minute. But you give money to be to, so, and just have fun, right? You give somebody, so... Uh, there's a TV show that I used to know people used to like to watch. I never got it. It never, it never, it never like touched me. So maybe that's why I wasn't so, uh, so, so ready to enjoy it. But there's a TV show called Impractical Jokers, where these guys just bet each other that they'll do various embarrassing things. 
Right. And they make tons of money off it. They're very happy to make the tons of money off it. But the Rambam and the Encyclopedia of are saying that considered the people who spark it. So that would mean, to some extent, the people who watch the TV show and therefore give them ratings. And therefore, although you could say that there are not enough Jews to avoid it who would make a difference in their ratings. Anyway, it could be. It's possible. But the idea that we try to get people to embarrass themselves, even though it's for a joke, that's part of being a late, because late is about not valuing life enough, not seeing the importance of life, not being seeing the significance of life. So we spoke about it last time in certain contexts. Here's another context. The idea that a person whose life is important, whose life matters, and that's part of what we're supposed to know. Everybody's life matters, not just matters in the sense, also this, but not just in the sense that we don't want to end that life. We want to do what we can to save that life. We don't mean that. We mean here that the uses we make of life matter and that we make the use of life in ways that are valuable, right? So that's part of what the, uh, I think that's part of what's going on here for being a late son. So if I, even if I don't mock them, and I don't think negative of them, I just encourage them to do embarrassing things in public. That's a form of late son as well. It's a form of not taking life in. So, but we don't mean, we'll talk in a minute, we'll talk later about entertainment and how that plays into it. But we don't mean here, we don't mean here that I'm not taking life, we don't mean here that I'm not taking life seriously in the sense that I'm just having a good time. It's that I'm, I'm, I'm finding a way to have somebody embarrass themselves. The Karvu Achronim and the Achronim say, he says, this is the Shla, we'll see it a little bit later. We'll see other parts of the Shla later. But this Shla says that even about a non-Jew. Now, non-Jews, remember, maybe today we feel differently about non-Jews. In some cases, we should. But back then, non-Jews weren't people like Jews respected very much. Jews thought that non-Jews lived these empty, vapid lives. Nonetheless, we weren't supposed to be lotzates against them. We're not supposed to mock them. We're not supposed to think negatively. We're supposed to think that they, too, could make big, good contributions to the world. More than that, the Shlach says, even if somebody mocks an opinion in the Gemara, or in the Rishonim, who says, that's so strange, that's so weird, that if I had said such a thing, people would laugh at me. Notice, he's not saying I'm laughing at it. He's not saying it deserves to be laughed at. He's just saying, it's so strange. It can't do that. It can't do that because it reflects a denigration of the importance of it. It's a devaluing of what should be valued. And I think that's what our, this time around, I think Rabinione had that as well, but that's what one of the key pieces of what being a late is. And it, and it counsels late to And there were other people who wrote, says the Encyclopedia that all the things in the Gemara, where, it's, where it says, and I don't have the list for you, but there are things in the Gemara where the Gemara says it counts as Kitvar Hashem Baza. It counts as denigrating the word of God. And there are things that for that are called an apikoris, which is a different category. That's somebody who has not got enough respect for Chazal, enough respect for the Torah. But also it's part of Leitzadut because you're mocking things, right? You're mocking things that deserve to be respected. So that's all part of, that's a good introduction, I think, to Leitzadut and, and what we're talking about here, that, that the, the Kavidulik has a few opinions that stress to us the necessity of valuing life. So we'll get to comedy in a second, how it fits in, but the necessity of valuing life. And if we mock it in the real sense of looking down on them and thinking ill of them, that's a problem of late tanut. And if we encourage others even to abate, debase themselves, that's a problem of late tanut. So the Gemara Megillah Chafei Amit says, Amr Abnachim, kol leitzanuta asira, vaymi leitzanuta davodizara disharia. Normally we're not allowed to mock things. We said earlier in the second, people can't even mock a non-Jew. 
but Avodah Zarah, worship of powers other than God, that's permissible. And they quote Psukim, and there's all sources. I'm not going through the whole Gabar with you now, but that's where it is. Raviana has a different source. And Ravashi says, another person we're allowed to denigrate is somebody about whom there are rumors of inappropriate activity. The rumors are that they're doing wrong things and there's persistent rumors. We can look down on them now. We're not looking down on them because we don't think their lives are valuable or because we think we have the right to mock them in general. It's that their conduct places them in a group, in a category that deserves to be mocked. That's two things that we're allowed to mock and yet it wouldn't be called late sanut. So notice it's about, it's about the value of life and seeing the value of life. And there are people and there are institutions that have taken life in enough of a bad direction that we have the right to denigrate, look down on it. One of what Bet says, and this is about the, 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 the verses in Tehillim that talk about how great it is for somebody who hasn't gone to certain bad places. And the verse says, this is Rav Shimon ben Pazi speaking. Verses, fortunate or blessed or happy is the brand, the person who has not gone. Um, now, the verse goes on. He didn't go on in the council of evildoers, and he hasn't stood in the path of the sinners. Uh, and has not sat in the groupings of Leitzim. Notice the key word there is Leitzim. So, Gwarna says, Vodazar says, the first part of that verse didn't go about the theaters and the circuses this is in the roman times but the idea being theaters and circuses now there you can argue that their theaters and circuses had much more maybe much more either promiscuity or violence or lack of concern for living you go to the gladiatorial uh gladiatorial fight with lions where they got eaten alive you could say that that's different than going to a theater today where you'll see a play, perhaps. That's what it says in the Gemara. Rashi explains that Kangion was like a hunt, where you hunt animals with the dogs. It'd be like when you let loose the hounds and you go hunt the animals. And when Rashi writes that, he says, the first of the first group on Tartiyot, he says, that's their palaces. He says, whenever they get together, it's for just laughing, having a good time, making fun of things, not caring about things. When it comes to Kangion, he also says it's all done for skoke and simka, for laughter and joy, and you have another, right? And we don't think we should be doing that. Now, question becomes, and I, I don't have, I don't have like firm source on this, but the question becomes, does Rashi mean? And the answer is perhaps, and if it was, excuse me, if he does mean it the way I'm about to say, that is a big problem for any of us who enjoy any forms of entertainment. Rashi might mean, and Rashi might send the Gemara to mean, that we shouldn't ever go to those places whatsoever. There's no correct, proper use of such places because they're, they're, they're things of, of Latso, right? Because they're, things, they're places of Latso. So I hope it's possible that Rashi thinks that it means that we can't be part of it in a full way, but it begins a great question uh, that I think comes up here as to what is our uh, appropriate sampling of these kinds of entertainment, which are done just for the purpose of enjoyment and having fun and, and having pleasure and things like that. A hunt, right? You could say, well, a hunt, I'm going to catch animals, a hunt, it's exercise, a hunt, it's all these excuses, but that's what the Gemara Nabotazora says. 
Piskevi Az, Rishaya Alter Davtrani, Avodazara there says, there are lots of kinds of late Saniyut. You know, Agin Lasok Bene Romi. The Romans would do all sorts of kinds of these kinds of things. And he says, and he seems to mean at all, they were not allowed to go there. We're not allowed to go there. He says now, Shemis that came. One option is it could be dangerous. That's a different question, right? But all because they would kill people there. Now you could argue that if that was true then, then maybe that's also part of why it's late Sanut. Maybe there's no murder. Maybe it's okay. And also because of it's a Moshav Leitzim. Now Moshav Leitzim. So again, if I go, but I don't interact with the people there, I don't learn from them. I just enjoy it because it, it temporarily clears my mind. It's not a simple question. I mean, I, yeah, my, my, my personal sense is that there's room for some of those kinds of things in that context, but that's what we're talking about here. Benu Hanano of says, we don't go to these places, um, because of late seam. And then somebody adds, oh, and then the, there's a COVID Shito Kamai in Avodazar. I don't know who it is. It's in my Barilan. COVID Shito Kamai says also right that was in the Gemara on the Mosav Latim Yashav it said I'm sorry back in the Gemara it said on this idea of Moshav Latim this thing is specifically identified as as Moshav Latim was Tachbulot what does that mean the Shita the Kovach Shita Kamoi says it means they would gather in the city in the streets of the city and two by two they would stand and, and they would have like fights for enjoyment. Now, I'm not sure if they mean that it was a fake fight or if it was a real fight, but in a time when we know of people who go to boxing matches or mixed martial arts or enjoy watching them, I think it's a reminder that, and I, I didn't, I, again, I'm not here to say that it's completely unacceptable, but it is a Moshav team in the sense that they do it as a permanent fixed part of their lives. I mean, they're people who spend their lives training to be able to be involved in these fights. And they're not training because they think one day there'll be a war and they'll use these skills in war. They're training, they think it helps them become more physically healthy and that part of it is okay, is fine. But then it's really just about, they spend their whole lives trying to make sure that they can know how to beat up other people or defend themselves against other people. And they demonstrate it in these ways. That's a Moshav Leitzin. So this is a different version of Leitzin. It, it shares the similarity that it's a lack of seriousness about life. It's a mistreatment of life because it's taking something precious and valuable and something which can produce good and, and something of ultimate worth and something of real value, and not maybe not ultimate worth, but of something of real value for the world and instead spending it on these things, meaning. Now, you could say to me that, let's say, because, so for example, I think about this, let's say, if you think about sporting events, sporting events is something that I think the Orthodox Jewish world has come to think that is largely okay. You go to a baseball game, a basketball game, hey, what's so bad about it? So if you go, and I know people have season six of these things. If you go once a year, five times a year, I think there's a good argument. You're watching people with the type of their skill at a certain thing. It's fascinating to watch. It's enjoyable. It is whatever it is. But remember that the economy of, of professional sports is based on people who will go game after game after game. And they'll buy merchandise and they'll this and they'll that. It's not that you go and watch a sport once or twice in a while. That's the Moshav team part of it. That is investing. And then there are people whose whole lives are, are about supporting that. Same is true in comedy, right? It, if it was only about people who want to see a funny movie every once in a while because it relieves, you know, relieves their laughter, right? Or, or they would go to a comedy club every once in a while because it, it gives them funny things to think about. 
that wouldn't support the com the economy of comedy that we have in the world today. The economy of comedy is the Moshe of Leitzin, right? It's people who just want to sit down and make fun and have fun in life. Uh, that's a, that, that's an issue there, right? So they'll do it because they enjoy doing it, but the people helping them get rich are just sitting around doing nothing. That's that's another element of Moshe of Leitzin worth thinking about. Now, the Gemari, I found the Yerushalmi, I don't know Yerushalmi's ever, but I found the Yerushalmi because my Barilan knows Yerushalmi's. Yerushalmi in Brachos, in the second parak, that says every door has late name, every generation has late name in it. And, and we, as people who are hoping to greet the Divine Presence one day, need to be sure that we're not part of them. What would the Pritzay Hador do? The, so pre, we usually think of Pritzud as, as, as a sexual immorality issue. But here they just mean the people who who uh, violate the bounds of propriety. They would go, they said, they would go even in the time of David. Now you think David should be immune to these things. They would go even in the time of David to his windows. They would knock on his windows and say, when's the base of Mikdash being built, David? Right? When are we going to be able to, and they're quoting a verse that, that David Malik has in Shira Malo, uh, some, he, the, the One of the Shira Malo starts, that I was happy when people said to me, well, let's go to the house of Hashem, uh, Rishon is pointing out that David doesn't have a base, uh, base Hashem, who would be saying that to him? So the people are saying that to him, or people are saying to him, when you build the base of Mikdash. And and the, the reason you shall me thinks of them as late Sanim is because they're taking David HaMelech, who we happen to know, I don't know if they knew it, but we know who was prohibited by Hashem from building the Beit HaMikdash. But let's say they even, even they didn't know that. David HaMelech is David HaMelech. He's King David. He does all these remarkable things. He defeats the enemies of the Jewish people. He sets up a world in which Shlomo HaMelech, who doesn't ever go to war, is king for many, many years and has no problems with enemies. David HaMelech builds the Jewish people and he starts the monarchy that will forever be the head monarchy of the Jewish people, as long as Jewish people are doing the appropriate thing. So he's done lots and lots of things. So, and yet they're finding a way to mock him. That's the late Tanut part. That's the Pritzay door part. The, the late Tanim is that they're finding a way to look down on David, even though he's not somebody to be looked down upon. And he says, this is Yushami's point is about David Mel's reaction to it. He says, and I was happy with it anyway. They wanted to annoy me. They were trying to take me down. I was happy that they were so anxious that they found an excuse to be anxious and concerned about the building of Eden Mikdash. That's the Yushami. So the late Tanim part for us is a reminder that even that, even taking somebody who's done a lot of good and saying, why did you do this good? When is this good going to happen? That too will count as late tenant. The Rambam in Chovel Umazik is talking about when one person damages another, beats up another and things like that. The Rambam says the discussion he had until now is not relevant to our discussion. But the discussion he had until now was talking about somebody who was an honored person. And unfortunately, in society, there are people who are honored and there are people who are not honored. By, let's say not honored in our times would be Sadly, and I don't think it's appropriate, but sadly, let's see the homeless people who haven't showered in days and they're wandering around. They're not the honored members of society, he says. If you have a person who just unfortunately for them lives a life in which they're not so, they don't, they don't care. It's not that people don't honor them. They don't care. They mistreat themselves. A no-no tell when they get damaged, they can only get what's appropriate for them. Meaning, let's imagine that I walk up to a very wealthy man in public, and I slap him, then he'll be owed damages by me, not only in terms of the effect of the slap, but if it was embarrassing. He was giving a speech to a convention of his shareholders, and I slapped him and got away with it. They'll look down on him. He can sue me for damages. 
if I did the same thing to somebody who mistreats themselves, I won't say homeless person. I don't want to. I don't want to, uh, to to malign anybody. But somebody who doesn't bother with their own honor, they do things to themselves voluntarily. I won't have to pay the same thing. It'll be whatever is worthy, whatever is appropriate in that situation for what I did to that person. And it'll depend on what the judges decide that he should get. And then he says, There are people who don't live the right lives. They spend all the time treating themselves badly, right? Treating them, mistreating themselves. And some of them do it, the Rabbi says, they're They're like, no, we don't have this anymore, but like court jesters. They'll, they'll make themselves the butt of the joke for the fun of it or because they think they'll make money off of it or because it'll get them into a society they wouldn't get into otherwise. Or to take money, or to get get money from the leitzim. Right? The leitzim are the people who want to see people embarrass themselves, do silly things. Right? I want to watch impractical jokers. I'll pay. Uh, you know, I'll I'll be in the list of subscribers to whatever channel it is to see that, and they'll make money, and they're willing to do that. The Ram says those kinds of people. I walked into something like that. And I embarrassed them. It wouldn't be the same thing at all. They'll say, well, I'm not working now, so you embarrass me. And the Rambam saying it's not the way it works. That's another example of being a late. Now, I found also in my Barilan, which is a wonderful resource, on, Hill, on this halacha and the Rambam, there's a commentary called Misrat Moshe. So I think it's Misrat Moshe. It's written by Rabbi Yitzchak Atiyah. And this Rabbi Yitzchak Atiyah is part of a very well-known Atiyah family. He was born in... 1755 and he passed away in 1830 and he he wanted they lived in Aram Tzava, right in Syria is where the family lived and his father wrote Svarim and he wrote Svarim and he published the Sefer the, the Sefer on the Rambam that's very well respected by the Barilan and says the Rambam has taught us something by the way that it's not only that these people who make Skog and Kalut Rosh that they're late to him, that they themselves mistreat themselves and, and are always making jokes at their own expense and they count as late to him and they won't get the Pnei Shechina, as we've been talking about, they won't have the, the merit of greeting the Divine Presence. Us too, who paid the money, also were called late to him. And we're also part of them. We shouldn't think that, well, I'm not doing anything. All I'm doing is, and they're, it's all part of Moshe of late to him. And then he quotes, and then he points out that you have in Pirkei Avo, that we'll see, I think next time we'll talk about Pirkei Avot, I think it's next time, that we'll talk about where it appears in Pirkei Avot, the idea of late in Pirkei Avot, in the Shulchan Aruch, I think we'll get to God willing next time. So he says in Pirkei Avot, it says the two people who sit together in a meal, or two people just sit together, and have no divrei Torah b'nehem, and they don't have words of Torah b'nehem, Pirkei Avot calls that already, Moshav Leitzim. Meaning he's saying that it's not only that I, so why, how does that relate to here? Because if I pay somebody, to make jokes and to do somersaults and to juggle and to just make fun of them and just do funny things that I'm creating an environment in which we're not doing something of real value, right? And that's the, the late scene part. And he points out that the Ram of the Paris of Mishnayo says that the reason why we're contrasting, why the Mishnah there in Avo says that you're on Divrei Torah, it's a Moshe of late because the next part of the verse is Ki imbiturat Hashem kevtso. The next part of the verse is that this person should ideally, instead of those things, should be trying to study Torah. Hashem, that's what he cares about. Mashma says uh, this Masrat Moshe, he says, uh, it sounds like 
It's called a Moshe of Leitzim. And this, I think, is crucial for our understanding of the definition of Moshe of Leitzim. It's a Moshe of Leitzim. It's a gathering of cynics, scoffers, whatever the proper translation is, of people who don't value life well enough. Kol zman Torah. Anytime the person's goal isn't Torah, it doesn't want Torah. Even if they're not doing things that are, you know, are are wrong or bad in some way, right? And you get it from here, or whatever. So that's another piece of it. That the idea is that life is too precious to waste, and therefore we need to be spending our time building. And if we're not building, that's when we're late. And so here, if a person is just choosing not to have Torah in their lives, then that that gets to be, I think, a backdoor to one of the one of the reasons why comedy or entertainment in various forms, if it's not got other problems to it, isn't always necessarily inherently a motion of late on our part, because it could be a way to relieve tension and find relaxation and find ways to rejuvenate and, and, and refresh ourselves. If it's used that way, it might be okay, but the people we're getting it from by and large, fit these categories of being late to, and we're finding a way to sample the late tanut of theirs in a way that's okay for us. That's not a simple question, not a simple issue. Along the same lines, I think, uh, there's a student of Rav, of Rav Yosef Karos called the Maharam Rav Moshe, I think, Galanti, and he so he lived in, in Sfat just after, just around the same time as Rav Karos, because Karos gave him smich. There's that whole story that there was, they tried to renew the smich in the time of the, uh, the Shulchan Aruch of Yosef Karo. His Rebbe was Rav Yaakov Beirav, got the original smicha. Then Rav Yaakov Beirav gave smicha to Rav Yosef Karo. This Rav Moshe Galanti also got smicha, then it, it, it petered out. So he was asked about, if you have somebody who tends to be, make fun of other people, and I thought of the former president, George W. Bush, who gave everybody nicknames. And they try they think it's supposed to be funny nicknames. And we've had a former president, Donald Trump, who gave people negative nicknames as a political tool to try to defeat them in debates and get people to laugh at them and not take them seriously. So the question is, they knew a guy who would give people Arabic names. And I think the Arabic names were also mockery, although I don't speak the Arabic well enough to know why that it is. The question is, do we excommunicate the guy to punish him for what he's doing? What should we do? So Bush Galanti says... Um, it's not in the list of things for which Nidui is generally given. And therefore, because there the examples that are given is if you call somebody an Evet or a slave, that would be enough to do it. If you call somebody a Mamza, say they are illegitimate birth. But he says this guy counts as a late son because who will not get the right to see the to meet great divine presence because, and will go to Gehenim instead. Because he's mocking things for no good reason. He's just tearing people down. And tearing people or life down is the problem here. And therefore, and therefore, every Yerushalayim, he says, should, should be go there, should, should reprimand this person, should embarrass him in public. And if he doesn't stop, you give him lashes that are rabbinic lashes because he's violating what the Nevi'im said. And he's also causing the divine presence to lead the Jewish people. Right, especially if you're using names like Arabic names that are disgusting names in whatever way, and, they're, and, they're, and they they take away some of the sanctity of Jewish people. So, um, and he does it not if he does it once or twice. That's one thing, but he does it again and again and again. Um, then, then it and he doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. That's when you have to really step into it. And he says if it doesn't work, eventually he thinks you put him into Nidui, depending on 
the needs and, and what he wants and what he does. So that's another example of the late, just calling people silly nicknames, but that's a late time. Then our last source, we said we're going to come back to the Shla. Aside from the Shla, I mentioned that, that looking down on ideas in the Gemara, ideas in the Rishonim, I think, oh, people would laugh at that if I said it. He says, Korach was a late. Because Korach denied the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu, denied the whole Torah, denied Hashem eventually. That's also a late. And then he says, somebody makes fun of um, of Divrei Chachamim. We have a Gemara in Erevin that says that they are, they'll be judged in mystery in the world to come. The example that the Gemara says, Soarotachan, uh, boiling excrement. Vinirah, he says, Yeah, so that them this far. Then he says, I've heard many people saying things like this, and therefore I want to warn you about. It. Meaning, in his time, apparently people would say, Oh, that's the craziest far in the world. I know how somebody could say such a thing, and they would laugh at me if I said it. And he says that we have a tradition on the verse in Devarim that says, Kilo mikem, that the Torah isn't um, empty from you. Sorry, I think actually it's in Yishami says, if you find the Torah to be empty, it's a problem with you, it's not a problem with the Torah. Because everything in the Torah is true. Everything in the Torah has lots of good reasons behind it. It's our intellects are wrong. He says, I saw my teacher. He ever heard his Talmudim, his students, when they had a... A problem, they would say things like, Is this person crazy? And the Gemara, they talk about something in the Gemara, is he crazy saying that? The Rebbe would either punish them with corporal punishment, or, and he would also establish they had to do some kind of chuba, some kind of repentance. And he would teach his children always, his students, sorry, to always speak with uh, respect. And he would say, uh, He'd say, I don't understand what the person asked the question is saying because it's so deep or because it's so beyond me. So those are some models. We'll see more next time. But the models that we have so far is different versions of the ways in which we can fail to take life or people or situations uh, seriously, not in the sense of lack of humor about it or lack of, of uh, enjoyment or amusement about it, but seriously in the sense of that we'll mock and denigrate and tearing things down or just wasting time or just wasting energy, just have, you know, and finding a way to make life seem less important and less valuable that's another version of the late tenuit. There's not Rabbi talking. There's other people talking and giving us models of what this late tenuit will be. So that's our discussion for this time. We'll pick up next time with Pirkei Avot. It's Moshe Leitin. We already made some reference to today. And then how Shulchan Aruch records these things in Shulchan Aruch. See that next time. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you then.